like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... was like a little bit of excitement on that three three go what i like to do is keep it spicy i appreciate the spice that that's what my nickname is is spicy bob i didn't choose it myself because you can't choose bob. your own nickname that's rude i i feel like you literally just chose it just right now yeah i don't appreciate the implication that i'm a nickname chooser also i think fancy tuna is a self-chosen nickname I do believe Fancy Tuna is a self-chosen nickname. So do all I know of this is illegal. you want to rethink your statement, Mr. Bob? Do I know the origin of my chosen no. nickname? Not at all. No. Not at all. Nobody do knows. Do people try and tell me the episode in which it was chosen I could go back and listen to? Many, many times. Have I ever done that? No. No. I just embrace the now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not worry about the then. Let's focus on the now. I am now Fancy Tuna. This is where I'm at now. Yes, mm-hmm. and you know, Every time is an Illuminati contract. Everything re- else is bullshit. The past doesn't exist. Water has memories. And as I'm we done. discovered earlier you this afternoon, you are seventy percent memories. I have seventy percent memories, <laughs> oh. which is not that funny, Bob. It, Bob thought it was hilarious. Uh, I disagree, and here's Last why. For a full thirty seconds, guys, a full thirty seconds. It was thirty seconds of giggling when you said, "When you said I'm seventy percent water, water has memories. I'm seventy percent memories." I laughed a long time, a very, yeah. very long time. Bob suffers from a lack of sleep. <laughs> oh, that, that'll do That's it to correct. And the delirium that goes along with that. Yeah. Uh, but what is worth giggling and laughing about is the Pied Piper Duck Show. Yes. <laughs> uh, that is 30 years running. In Australia, years. thirty years of of dapper ducks. Apparently, this man, this farmer, has been dressing up his ducks in fancy little outfits for thirty years. So he has probably at least thirty outfits, right? Oh yeah, and no, and it has to. So yeah, thirty. Well, no, no, because he doubles up. So he'll have pairs that are wearing the same outfit. So let's mm. say he'll have maybe fifteen outfits, but every year, okay, but I bet they have okay. different outfits. But these these if, these ducks are dressed like proper gentlemen and ladies. They are. Oh, yeah. They have hats. Mm-hmm. They do. Some have, of them are getting married, and there are buttons. Yes, and they they all have like these very fancy like little uh, badonkadonks kind of on their back end, like those old timey Victorian dresses that have like the oh yeah 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 the like the bump it or the, whatever yeah, yeah the, the, the ass bump it. Puppet. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, all, all have Snooky from Jersey Shore on yeah, their yeah. apps. They they all have that. So no, it seems like he does have multiple ducks that he puts in the same outfit. But so. it's like the same because there'll be like three ducks that are all in like a floral magenta. By the way, we're gonna post pictures of these. If we don't, apologies. Google so sorry, it. Google. You will not be disappointed. Pied these Piper costumes duck are mwah. It's it's so good. They're so cute. Ducks are the best. These ducks are I, ready for the weekend. They are ducks ready for, are ready the, for weekend. the weekend. <laughs> I like how this farmer is like, do you know what I would really love to do after a long day of like farming and working with my hands? That's not what he said. Break out the old, to- you know what I really love to do after <laughs> a long day of farming and working with my hands. I don't know why this is my Australian accent. Uh, Sounds just like Australia. I'm going to put a shrimp on the barbie and make my duck a bonnet. Yeah. (laughs) Like this man sat down one night and was like, you know what my ducks need? Hats. (laughs) Yep. 
I wish my duck had spats. Right? I'm going to marry Just like Uncle Scrooge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Scrooge McDuck. This man was inspired by ducktails. Hell yeah. You know what? Ooh. Thinking about it, just like all of the ducks, these ducks also don't wear pants. They're just top only. They're oh, fucking Donald they Duck. They're all fucking just kawaka out. Hey man, you know what? It's Sometimes cultural. It's, it's cultural. <laughs> <laughs> They're indigenous Australian ducks. ducks. It's part of their Maori culture. <laughs> they don't they don't wear pants. It's to walk around bottomless. <laughs> I want to be part of this culture. I don't want to have to wear pants. They need religious freedom to just let it all hang out. (laughs) My Kawaka must be free. Things got to breathe. Kawaka freedom movement. Like that crazy lady in Florida who's like, this is why I don't wear underwear. Things got to breathe. Things got to breathe. Okay, honey. No, no, stay away from you. You smell like gross salmon. Especially Florida, Yikes. man. You're going to want that in underpants. In Florida, in humidity? Bleh. You're going to want a moisture barrier. Ooh, I bet you she gets a lot a of... moisture barrier? She probably gets a lot of yeast infections. You get a lot of swamp ass, Yeah, man. that's just... Moisture wicking fabric. Swampy. Yeah, no, jeans are not made of moisture wicking fabric. No. The They're made out of you, denim. You're going to get chafies. So chafies. Could you, you imagine? you rubby chafies. Her butt must just be raw. And not from the, the sex in either. These are moist pants. Li- I think she likes a raw butt. She probably does. I mean, she walks eyes. around with no underpants in Florida on purpose. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's going to be eaten by an alligator. Oh, my God. But you know what else likes walking around with no pants on? Hi. Hi! I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to the Booze and Brews podcast. We are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink a thematically appropriate beer. And none of us are wearing pants right now. You can't You can't it, tell. Because this is just audio. That's right. We're all Donald Duck in it right now. Mm-hmm. Use We're your imagination. All luscious booty in the rear view. <laughs> luscious bu- booty on my chair view. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did put a towel down. Uh, well, that's good. That's no more than I did. View. Cause I didn't do that. Yep, I was a gift to future Vanessa. <laughs> yep, th- this, this, this is thinking. just hole straight on the straight on the, on the chair. There's nothing I can yeah, do I about it. Yeah, I don't want to think about the past, but I will think about the future <laughs> and my vagina's comfort interaction with it. Which <laughs> 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 took me a while to pull that future. sentence together. In in yes, in my, my future, I do. I think about future and what it brings for my vagina. Isn't that what every woman does? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much all I think about these days. What else am I going to do with my life? Watch TV? No. Read a book? No. Yeah, man. Think about my vagina? Quarantine has really given everybody a lot of time to think about... (laughs) Vaginas. What they're putting their vaginas on. (laughs) I know. Uh, I, like, follow Post Secret, which, like, people mail in postcards with secrets on them. And one of them this week was like, I'm so tired of quarantine that I took all the batteries out of my kids' toys and put them in my vibrator. (laughs) 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 I was like, that's a win on two levels. Yes. Oh, my God. Your kids are going to be miserable, but you've locked yourself in a room and are just... I'm punishing these off. children, but pleasing myself. <laughs> like, it's quiet except for me. You yeah. Know? Like, they're just like, Mommy, what's that noise? It's an electric toothbrush. Go away. <laughs> I'm, I'm bother your father. Great. Gum health is important. Mommy needs me time. Oh, my God. Speaking of me time. 30 seconds per quadrant. You got to get that little boot. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> 30 seconds per quadrant. 
That's what they have on electric toothbrushes. Thirty seconds. These are pleasure quadrants. I am aware, but I am I am making this about my vagina. So you have quadrants now. And now I'm wondering what my pleasure quadrants. We gotta we gotta work pleasure quadrants. We gotta work pleasure quadrants into the modern lexicon. That's gonna be episode one of Booze and Bruise Nights. The very first story that we release for Booze and Bruise Nights is pleasure quadrants. Oh man! You know what? You know what's not a pleasure quadrant, Georgia. No. Oh no! I think we have listeners in Georgia. <laughs> Hi, listeners Hi. in Georgia. Hey, Georgia listeners, I hear it's dangerous. You're, look, you're pleasurable to us. Yes. Look, look, y- guys, get a vibrator. Whether you're a man or a woman, or neither or neither or both, and just go to town on yourself. Have a good day. Have a Men, really good day. Get a regular one. Stick it in your bee hole. If you got a tiny one, stick it in your pee hole. See which one's better. Oh, Let us know Do in the comments. All- Stick it in all the places. Try all your pleasure quadrants. All your pleasure quadrants. Every pleasure quadrant. And then, yes, don't tell us. <laughs> Write us a review about where you stuck your vibrator. Definitely tell us. <laughs> Definitely email podcast mom at boosterspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> She'll read it on the air. You're going to want to put attention podcast mom, all caps. Attention all caps. podcast mom, stuck vibrator in B-hole. <laughs> Was pleasurable. Was pleasured. <laughs> once we asked for pictures of something gross it was like some medical thing and we got a bunch of medical text oh yeah 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 OG fucko uh, sent sent through some some medical books. Dustin listener Dustin yeah, sent yeah. Some medical Dustin sent in pictures. pictures of b-holes for us yeah that's medical b-hole oh my god Melissa's remembering and like having nom flashbacks I am yeah email. man that was that thousand yard stare man <laughs> you've seen some shit I've seen so much shit in three years on this show. Uh, Do you know who else has seen some shit? Georgia. Georgia. Hey, that's good. We're We're back. back. (laughs) Georgia is on my mind. Yes. Um, And what is also on our mind is this third beer from the Dudes Brewing Company. Yeah. Which is a peach Berliner Weiss. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's delicious. Part of their juice box series. And what we were like, well, where do peaches grow? Georgia. They're the peachy state. They're peaches. There's millions of peaches. Peaches for me. And if you look on the can, they do make a reference to that song, the, which we'll talk entire, about later. The entire can is a reference to that song. Yeah, this really whole beer is. is just for them to make a joke about presidents USA. of the United States That's of America. It. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, it's a good song. It's undeniable. Millennial listeners who don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to it. It's a great song. Yeah. Oh, can can I also recommend to the listeners their song "Ghosts Are Everywhere"? Yes. Uh, that if, song if, is excellent. A, the song is great, and B, you're listening to this podcast, you like ghosts, you should just listen to it. President of the United you, States, "Ghosts Are Everywhere." It's a great song. And both songs factually accurate. Yes. Peaches are for me, and, and ghosts, ghosts are, are everywhere. everywhere. Yep. They I are mean, watching as you explore your pressure quadrants. Yep. Yeah. They. It's like Santa They're, Claus. They are watching for your pleasure exploring their own pleasure quadrants. Yeah, it's Santa just... Claus for your pleasure quadrants. Yeah. I don't want that to go unappreciated. <laughs> I think that's the tagline for our first Bruce and Bruce Night story. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh man. Ghosts are Santa Con for your pleasure. Santa Con, Santa Claus. Santa Con. Santa Con. I mean, Santa is a con. It's just your parents. Every year in San Diego, the Santa Con. Santas from all over the globe converge to please each other. Isn't Santa Con in every city? Sure. I don't know. I think so. It's in in every child's heart. (laughs) 
You know what? He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. On December 25th. Yes. Um, okay. But well, yes. no, back to Georgia. Yes. Georgia's still on my mind. Yeah. So we're bringing you tales because peaches, so we're bringing you tales of haunted Georgia. That's right. Love it. Now so you all I'm, understand the tie. Here we go. Great. So I'm first this week. That's the wrong stupid that accent. That is a totally wrong um, accent. So I am up first this week. Hey, you And go. I'm going to tell you the tale of the Windsor Hotel in Americus, Georgia. Americus? Yes. Americus, which I learned is named after Amerigo Vespucci. Sure. Uh, because uh, he was called like a mean cuss. So that, like that's where Americus came from. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Something like that. Sure. Yep. History sure. facts. Ding. The more you know. The Windsor Hotel in America's Georgia. America's Georgia's in Sumner County, Georgia. Okay. It sure. seems to be like an hour outside of Atlanta. I don't sure. know. Sure. I, okay. I honestly did very little geographical research. It's, uh, That's fine. it's the Georgia part it, of Georgia. It's in the Georgia part of Georgia. Okay. Uh, so in 1888, they okay. started planning for the hotel, and their plan was to build a hotel, quote, worthy of the city. Oh. <laughs> okay. This must be a fine city. It's a fancy hotel. I wonder if this uh, place is just a toilet. They're like, we got a plan for the shittiest hotel on earth. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that guy? Billy's got one tooth. Yeah, it's like a shitty La Quinta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they uh, they like scouted around. By the way, most of this information came off of the Windsor Hotel's website. Their website like tells you like where the lumber came from and like where the Brit like it Don't they care. know way too much about how to how this hotel Look, was they built. love their hotel they're proud of it wow. it's too much uh so they they basically they were like we're gonna build this big fancy hotel it's gonna be right off this like main street right through downtown and then they got these two fancy architects to like each submit proposals okay um and so the number one and number two submit proposals and they were like okay we're gonna go with number one it's like uses more of the street side and like it's gonna be better make a you know a a gathering place for our city and then architect number two whose name was Godfried Leonard Norman. That's Nor with two R's. Ooh. He is Swedish. He was a pirate. He was Norman. (laughs) But he's a Swedish pirate. Oh. Oh. Norman. There there it is. Norman. Godfried Leonard Norman. Norman. There you go. I like it. Big summer blowouts. Uh, So he was pissed that he designed this whole fucking hotel and they didn't pick it. So he was like, fucking fine. So he threw away his whole plan for this first plan, made a whole new plan that like stole the best ideas from number one's designs and then improved on them. And then the committee was like, yeah, this is a better plan. So then they fired architect number one and hired him for his revised plan. Oh my God. Which I thought was funny. It's uh, smart, so, but it's also smart. Yeah, so they spent about $150,000 to build this hotel. I did not upconvert that, but I feel like that's a, a couple million. million dollars. Yeah. Yes. Probably one gajillion dollars in one today's. One gajillion dollars. I think it's like a quarter of Jeff Bezos' net worth is how much they spent on this hotel. That's a lot of that's money a on lot. a hotel. Yeah. Um, so they, they were only supposed to spend 80, but then they just had to make it bigger and fancy. Well, of course. For Toilet um, Town. Yeah, so they started building it in um, 1890, in April of 1890. Um, and the hotel, because they love their fucking history so much, as you can imagine, they actually have all three sets of original blueprints in the lobby of the hotel. Wow. So you can see, like, the first rejected plan, the one that was picked, and then the one that replaced it, and then uh-huh. the original, like, artist sketches mm. from 1890 of, like, this is what the hotel's going to look like. That's pretty Incredible. crazy. 
It's pretty cool. Chiseled um, into stone slabs, I'm sure, <laughs> because it was such ancient times. Man, pewter. <laughs> um, so they hotels V fancy. Um, it's the only hotel in the entire state of Georgia to offer their patrons individual silverware in the dining room. Like I you just like, keep all did, weekend? Did every other hotel be like, we have one shared fork? Yeah, just yeah. take a bite and pass it around. Like you I just don't know. Maybe that's how the I yellow just, fever spread in Georgia. Bite and pass li- continental breakfast. <laughs> I literally do not know, but yeah, they had their own individual silverware with Maybe their hands. Had, or yeah, it's all fingy foods. Yeah, I wonder if chicky tendies had, for everybody. <laughs> chicky tendies. I wonder if they had um, flatware that was not made of silver, and so this uh, is actual silverware because it's yes. fucking fancy. Plastic. Forks. Everybody had sporks. Yeah. Hell yeah. Everyone had that shitty Taco Bell spork. Yeah. <laughs> that just like bends immediately because yeah. it's made of nothing. And then you're eating tiny pieces of plastic. Um, Delicious. Because they also uh, advertised that each t- each table in the dining room came with a full uh, tea service set made also entirely of silver. Ooh. Um, and all of the silver was donated by one of the gentlemen who was like pulling together funding and making the plan. There was like a big group of like fancy, fancy Southern men who were by the By hotel. the silver blood family of Mark Harth. No. That's it, <laughs> no. yes. Uh, but no, it was uh, Mr. John uh, Silverman. Which oh. is where they then decided to name the hotel the Windsor Hotel. Thanks oh! for the silver. Thanks we'll for the silver. The hotel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, apparently before that, there were in all the original plans, the hotel was going to be called the Alhambra because they thought Alhambra sounded like exotic and fancy. Oh, it totally Which is. Which if you've ever been to Alhambra, California, that is funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then they were like, a Windsor actually sounds much more upper crusty. It really so is. We'll yeah. call it, I mean, it's we'll the queen's the last name now. Yeah, so, um, not the Alhambra. No, she's... <laughs> they decided not to call it the Simi Valley. Um, <laughs> so the hotel, have. in case you were wondering, the hotel is about five stories, which includes a three-story central atrium Ooh. and about 100 uh, individual guest rooms at this point. Very nice. And it's all done in the uh, Queen Anne style. It's Victorian style. Okay. So it's all done. And if you don't know what the Queen Anne Victoria style is, you could Google it. Or for you two, it's like uh, Winchester Mystery Housey. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's like that kind of like gingerbready Victorian yeah. style. Got it. Um, so the hotel originally opened on June 16th of 1892. And as all the newspaper articles of the time mentioned, the uh, the like kickoff party, which was held in the grand ballroom, lasted well until after midnight. Oh, oh my, my stars! After my, midnight, my stars at well until after midnight, oh, like twelve thirty. Twelve thirty one a.m. Seventeen. <laughs> Um, so many fancies stayed there over the years that it was open. Most of the fancies are like political. So it was a lot of like this guy from this place who did this. But it's like politics of the of the 1890s. I'm like, I don't know who any of these. This racist are. fuck stayed here. This racist fuck stayed Pretty here. Much. Kaiser yeah, Wilhelm way, von Glugenheim stayed here. Very yeah. impressive. Also, like I looked up a lot of information about like John Windsor to be like, oh, maybe he has an interesting story. He's like very blue blood uh, Southern through and through fought for the confederacy i was like we're just gonna put a we're pin gonna, in that yeah. and walk away. <laughs> we're gonna push you to the side he doesn't need to be talked about um so one of the people who stayed there but while he was running a local political campaign was franklin delano roosevelt heard of him 
heart of him. So he stayed there and he actually gave a speech in one of their like meeting rooms. Did he get polio is- there and die? <laughs> this. Oh, he didn't he die stayed in polio. the polio room. He, he is the polio. reason there is a polio room. They all got individual silverware, but they didn't wash them in between patrons. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of polio. I see. And polio is fecal spread. So they were just putting it in their butts and then eating. Yeah. Yep. That, isn't that what you do with your silverware? At hotels? Uh, yeah, yeah no? that's what I do, yeah. They, absolutely. I mean, yeah, exactly. So I, I felt like that was, you know. It's it went given. without saying? Yeah. Yeah. But now you it's said it. Well, I wanted to say that's it. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm buying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So he stayed there. He gave a big speech. They renamed the room for him. It's now called the Roosevelt, like, meeting room or whatever. Ooh. We're going to come back to that. Um, so, uh, you would think this hotel, like huge fancy, it's getting all these big fancy people staying in it. It's like probably going to be like big and fancy for a hot minute. Right. Or you'd think like, oh, we probably didn't maybe make it past the depression. Nope. Hotel lasted about 10 fucking years before it went entirely bankrupt. Wow. Oh my God. Good job. Well, it's because of the silverware. Everybody got their own. The budget went to silverware. (laughs) No, the silverware was donated. Well, what the well, fuck? People stole it, and then they had to find replacements, and then yeah, they're just and then that paying for the replacements. I think it was all the wainscoting and the shiplap. You ship know what? Yeah. Shiplap. So much shiplap. So then, uh, plaster. So you will remember that ten years previously, the raw building cost of the building itself was one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yes. Mm-hmm. It uh, in in. Uh, eighteen ninety nine. It sold at auction for forty thousand dollars. Oh boy. Oh, that's um, that's not a good ROI. No, negative I mean ROI. they went bankrupt. They had like to surrender the property. Um, what so what then, the hell was costing them so much? Like was it was it made entirely out of cotton candy? So anytime it rained, you had to rebuild it or some shit. Like what the fuck? I think I think it was just inc- it was so fancy. It was incredibly expensive to maintain, and mm. it used to be very popular for like all the people from the north would come down to spend w- winter times down there because it's much m- milder winters. Okay, um, and then I think that kind of dried up. Or ah. tuberculosis, or everyone came down and then got yellow fever and died and couldn't come back. I don't mm. know. Yeah, but anyway, it didn't last very long. Makes sense. I didn't look at their business plan, but it wasn't sound. No, okay. it clearly wasn't. Yeah. Ten years, not good. Um, yeah. So the new owner spent sunk another seventy five k into renovating the hotel. Wow. Um, and his years. and here's probably why it started to fail because again it's only ten years old at this point, but he had to spend seventy five k on renovations because he had to install electricity oh boy oh you know what that's uh, probably a good reason oh. why candles are fucking expensive yeah yeah uh so he installed electric lights steam heat in every room so there didn't used to be heat just fireplaces oh and he installed telephones and an elevator system it was not a modern place it was too old school for these new hip and upcoming yeah. people who want electricity and heat Exactly. So he so and as he rebuilt it, he rebuilt it. It's still a fancy, still a nice hotel, but it's not like the fanciest hotel in all of Georgia anymore. But uh, they do have light. So well, thanks, <laughs> Christ. There's a give and a take. Um, so then uh, it was uh, owned by that guy uh, until the 1930s, and then it was sold to a man named Howard Dayton of uh, Howard. Dayton of Daytona Beach, Florida. Oh, yes, that's his like family fucking town. Okay, he was apparently a big hotelier, so he bought the hotel and he turned them into short-term apartments. Oh, okay. Like so it Airbnb. stopped being a, a hotel yes. and started being housing. And then he owned it um, until he ran it into the ground in the 1974. It closed. Oh, good job. Um, it just completely fucking closed up shop, just shuttered the doors, closed it. And then in 1978, so a couple years later, his family donated it to the city of Americus. Okay. 
So they were like, hey, it's a big historic building. We're literally have not stepped foot in it in four years. You just fucking take it. We'll take the tax write off. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to pay taxes on this anymore. Here you have it. Yeah. So then the city, of, the city of Emeritus argued for two years over what to do with the hotel. There was like a small contingent of people who wanted to renovate it and like turn it back into a big fancy hotel. But most of the city wanted more parking downtown. So they wanted to level it and turn it into How a parking How American lot. is that? Yeah. Oh, look at this great old building with a lot of history. Famous, you know, presidents stayed there. It's almost 100 years old at this point. That's okay, like, fucking but, parking! But I just bought me a new Camry and I'm looking for a place to put it downtown. No, you have to think about it because this is what, the 70s? The cars are as big this as is houses. 80. This is 1980. 1980. So 1980, but still, cars are as big as houses. Yeah, I, I bought me a new Mustang. I won't show it off when I drive around downtown. I ain't got nowhere to put it when I'm done. Exactly. <laughs> I Shit. refuse to walk more than 15 feet to get my hair did. That's right. Because what happens is the humidity gets it in these it pumps it's and it true. pulls it down. It is so humid it, down there I'm in Georgia. To, Georgian I'm listeners, get, tell us about your perms. <laughs> tell us about your swamp ass. Tell us uh, about your swamp ass. What'd you do, you do with your vagina this weekend? your barrier. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do with your vagina this weekend? Yeah. Did you protect it? We want to yeah, know. Tell Podcast Mom all about your vagina. She no, really don't tell Podcast know. Mom about anything. Podcast uh, Mom doesn't care about your vagina. So then at the last minute, this like uh, group of community organizers found a bunch of money and stepped in and they were like, no, we're actually are going to renovate it. Though Again, the Windsor's website will tell you like where every fucking dollar came from. They probably got sued and public about grant. And I was like, I, I do not fucking care. But anyway, they found the money. So they're like, nope, we're going to take it. We're going to renovate it. And because it's part of like what used to be this booming part of downtown Americus. So we're actually going to try and in changing this because the hotel like lower floor the, the is uh, along the street is like six or seven storefronts share oh. the facade of the building okay so they're like we're gonna renovate all of these storefronts as well so like if you have a store that's also on this downtown street in america it's like maybe you should renovate your store too we're gonna do a whole revamp uh, of the entire downtown area smart and it fucking worked and they spent nine years rebuilding and revamping everything and now it's like gorgeous and fancy and like the place to be in Americus. wow so if you ever want to go to Georgia, don't know why you would, unless you live there. In which case, sorry. You go visit. You go visit. It's apparently very nice. And it was much better than a parking lot. Yeah, it's it's more aesthetically pleasing than a parking lot. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, so as I said, they spent nine years on it. So in 1991, it reopened. They spent about, all in, about $5.8 million on the renovation. But again, that's also for the storefronts of those stores that share okay. its frontal facade. Um, but a lot of it was to bring the hotel like up to code. Up and to stuff. code. Oh God, those stairs are not up to code. Yeah, and they but they did restore it back to the original 1890 version with the like all the Victorian influences. Mm. So not the dumbed down version from ten years later, but like the extra special fancy your own in the way God intended it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the way Confederates intended it. Well. Yeah. Um, so now, and oh, and the hotel is uh, held up as a excellent example of the Queen Anne style of architecture. Good so job, architects. Good job. So right now you can stay there. It is open. Um, yep. They have 53 unique guest rooms, each with unique period furnishings. Ooh. So like no two rooms are alike, which is pretty cool. That's neat. Um, and all They're of like the themed rooms, rooms, like this is the Grecian room. And this is the fucking jungle room. And this, are they no, all have I think a- it's just like. I think it's just like this room has green wallpaper and a peach bedspread. This and room has peach wallpaper, peach wallpaper and a green bedspread. 
I think it's like that. Like, I don't think they're that. It's not the Madonna Inn. You know, <laughs> they're not all themed. This is her Vogue era. Um, so, oh, and all of the hotel uh, room doors, so the doors to each individual hotel room, are uh, the original flooring from the hotel. Oh, they, sweet. They like, were able to save that wood and rehab it into the doors, which is pretty cool. That is neat. Um, so, as I mentioned, they have a, a Roosevelt room. It's called the Roosevelt Boardroom, and they call it the Lucky Room because apparently every political campaign that's had its very first fundraiser held in the boardroom has gone on to success. All right. So, if you care about politics... Hoard, um, hold a meeting in the Roosevelt boardroom. Yep, go, and it'll um, be guaranteed success. Woo! They, they are big fans of naming things after people, so we're here's a little list. Okay. So there's okay. the Roosevelt boardroom. There is, on the lower floor, there's a bar in the hotel, and it's called Floyd's Bar, and it's named after this guy named Floyd, who was a bellman and an elevator uh, operator at the hotel for like 40, 45 years. Whoa. And so they just named the bar after him. Because he liked drinking. Mm-hmm. No, I get uh, it. No, funny story. He was a sober man. He didn't like it when people drank. So okay, it's con- that's but, oh, not he, nice. That's the no. joke. But that's apparently he likes to play tricks on people. So that's the joke. Like they made, named the bar after him. Uh-huh. So it's called Floyd's. Uh-huh. It apparently is lovely and has a wraparound veranda. Ooh. Um, so on the third floor, there is an executive suite named after Miss Jessica Tandy. Oh, Jessica Tandy. <laughs> Why, you may ask? Because she stayed in the hotel for three weeks while shooting a film for Hallmark. For Hallmark? Not even... <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Not even, like, Jessica driving a daisy. It's, like, Hallmark. That's uh, amazing. The, the presidential, a little more importantly, the presidential suite is, of course, named after the one and only president from Georgia, Mr. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter! In his peanuts. Uh, Jimmy Carter is also a native of Sumter County. So his hometown is like 10 miles from this hotel. He had a lot to do with the refurbishment and like keeping the hotel a hotel. And How many goes, peanuts went into the construction of All peanuts. This it's hotel. all built of peanuts. It's, all, it's actually all peanut wood. Is it? If yes. you're allergic to peanuts, you go a, a block within that building, especially on a hot summer day, you just automatically yeah. it's like That's where 90% of the ghosts come from is all the peanut allergies. It's like yeah, I'm 70% Gilroy. memories. That hotel is 70% peanuts. peanuts. All right, good. Like Gilroy's uh, 100% garlic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so the the presidential suite is the Jimmy Carter presidential suite. Ooh. Um, there's also a Lindbergh dining room because Lindbergh stayed at the hotel way back before he was famous, when he was first learning how to fly. Before his he had first, a baby? His first, Yeah, before his baby was stolen. How did they build a ladder? Um, <laughs> it was such an inside baseball joke. Um <gasps> But when Lindbergh was first learning to fly, the first flying lessons where he was doing solo flights were done in Americus. Ah. That's like where he bought his first plane and he learned how to fly by himself. Gotcha. Mm. And he stayed there. So they have a, a dining room named after him. Great. Um, and there was just this funny little story about they have a bridal suite and the bridal suite is as its own private entrance and its own private staircase that like only goes to the bridal suite. Ooh. So it's very like secluded and alone. So you can fuck mm. on the staircase and no mm. one will see you. Apparently, it's so private and secluded and alone that whilst on the run from the feds, John Dillinger and uh, Al Capone held out there for a couple days. Oh! And they just put guards on the stairwell because it was only one way in and one way out. Oh, my God. And then they did a lot of kissing. And then they kissed. And then they did it in the butt. Yep. They They put it right in each other's butts. They Mm -hmm. said, John, that's a great butt. And Al said, thanks, John. Thanks, John. You also have a good butt. I I was, I peeked in the bathroom and saw your wiener. It's a great wiener. It's a good wiener. It's a real good wiener. Do you want to hear my sad shower banjo? 
That is a callback. That to is a, such yep. a good callback. To 150 episodes ago. Yeah, man. So as you can imagine, Census Hotel is over 100 years old at this point. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to have some ghosts. There's some spooky That was spooks. my hope, yes. I, I mean, also the show is about ghosts, so you probably saw it. So be like, so that's my episode. Yeah, Goodbye. That's a joke. There were none. Jimmy Carter. Um, <laughs> that's so, a joke. Jimmy Carter. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> that's what boop, boop, Jimmy Carter, boop. <laughs> Um, so the hotel has some pretty very basic like hauntingy stuff where uh, doors will open and close on their own both locked doors to the hotel rooms and like individual doors within the rooms nice um, things will move within the hotel rooms like they'll be like oh I took off my wedding ring to wash my face and then when I looked back on the bathroom counter it wasn't there but then it was on my nightstand like there's things move around it's a you know a very nice go be like look you don't want to pay to get this out of the drain Let yeah because it's going to fall right down in there you're it's definitely going to lose this yeah. um, most of these haunting stories uh, in the rooms come from the third floor the third floor seems to be the most haunted okay. Again, it's, a five, it's a five floor hotel so it's not the top floor Oh, interesting. It's the middle floor, if you will. I don't if, know why I'm explaining. The middle of all floors. So did you know the number three is it's halfway right between one and five? Did you know stuffing. that this makes this hotel a ghost sandwich? Now I'm a ghost adventure person. I'm going to explain what dark looks like and what quiet sounds like. <laughs> I'm going to explain to you how numbers work. So three is in between one and five. <laughs> three is the middle between one and five. Yeah. Um, so there's also a lot of complaints from the kitchen staff over the years that they'll be working in the kitchen and apparently one of the ghosts just likes to knock all the pots and pans off the shelf. What a dick! What a pain in the ass! And like sometimes if you knock them off and then you're like stop fucking knocking my pots and pans off and you like put them all back up you like speak harshly to the ghost they'll just throw them across the room. Oh my god! <laughs> you! Just let them have their fucking fun. Don't you tell me what to do. The ghost is very much Bob. He's got nothing else you, going if on. If you tell oh, yeah. Bob what tell to do. Tell me not to do something and I will do it immediately. That is very true. Yeah. So now to the specific. So these are the like general haunting-y things that people say. But they know for sure there are three, at least three specific ghosts that live there. Okay. okay. The first ghost is the ghost of Mr. Floyd Lowry. Oh. Who you will remember was our elevator and bellman. He has a bar. and bellman. He has a bar named after him. He does not drink. Yes. Um, so joke. apparently he was just a super kind guy. Like everybody loved him. Everyone be like, oh, Floyd, there's Floyd, like carrying the bags. And then we got too old to carry bags. They like made him an elevator operator so he could still stay and work at the hotel. Um, and apparently that's what he's still doing to this day. He's apparently just showing up in the elevator. Like people will hit the button. Yeah. The elevator will open. There'll be an old man in the elevator. He will be like, what floor are you going to? He'll press the number for them, send them on up. They'll talk to him or whatever. Sometimes he'll then help those people with bags to their rooms. Oh my God. Um, and they do, that is not a job that the hotel employs someone for. That is always just Floyd. Oh my. They turn to give him a tip and he's gone. Funny story. So there's lots of like comment cards where they were like, oh, the elevator operator was so nice. Or like the bellman was so nice to help me with my bags. And the hotel will be like, oh, no, we don't employ a bellman. And so one of this, like a a couple was checking out and they were like, oh, that Floyd, like he was so funny. He told us the funniest story in the elevator is like such a great guy. Like, um, we really enjoyed him. He, he told us like, this great real- racist joke. It was great. <laughs> he gave us like a great sense of ambiance about the hotel. And they were like, oh, yeah, no, Floyd's a ghost. Like, he's not real. And the husband was like, are you kidding? I fucking tipped him. Ah! 
<laughs> Floyd taking your snickles. So now Floyd's walking around with folded money. Ooh. <laughs> He's got himself a couple dollars. He's going to go play the ponies. I was like, how is that? Because he seems to be corporeal. He carries people's bags. Yeah. Um, but I was like, what happened to the money? Yeah, that's what the most important the thing. That's his, um, Where'd, that's like his, his wife, right? that's his underwear. It's Where very puzzling. Where did the money go? go? Where did the money go? Where's Follow the money, money? shithead? <laughs> Sorry, that's a down there somewhere, anyway, take another look. <laughs> so if you, so if you go to the hotel and someone helps you with your bags or with the elevator, that's Floyd. He's, He's apparently shows up all the time and is always very kind, like very jovial. Everyone's always happy to talk to him. Don't tip He's him because your ghost. money will go Don't into waste nothing. Money. He's a fucking ghost. You love yeah. what you do. You never work a day in your life. Or the afterlife. Afterlife. <laughs> um, so our next ghost, not quite as good of a story. Um, so there are the ghosts of Emily May and Emma. Oh, those uh, so names Emily, are too close together. Uh, Emily May is Emma's mom. Okay. okay. Uh, Emily name. May was a maid, and she was working at the Windsor in the like brand new Renault version. So not the like original super fancy, but the like step the ten back, year the later electricity version. Yeah. Um, so that's like probably uh, like probably 1900, 1905 is somewhere around when she was uh, living at the hotel. She lived in the, an attic room with her young daughter, Emma, which apparently was very common for them to like keep household staff uh, in the hotel with them. OK. Uh, don't know why, but apparently that was very common. Um, so uh, so uh, apparently one day. uh Emily May is cleaning the third floor. She's like cleaning the hallway of the third floor. And her daughter Emma has come to work with her. It's bring your daughter to work day, apparently. Apparently, that's every all, day. Child labor is illegal. Yeah. I know. They all get to clean floors now. That sounds terrible. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, it does not sound fun at all. I would rather um, do my homework, honestly. <laughs> so, uh, so they're cleaning the third floor and then uh em- emily may's boyfriend shows up mm. and he is pissed they're in a fight for some reason don't know why sure um and they start fighting and then emma gets scared because everyone's yelling and so she runs over to her mom to like grab her mom's hand like mom i'm scared yeah unfortunately in that very moment emily may's boyfriend goes to shove her oh good. and he shoves her so hard that the elevator doors open and the two of them tumble three stories down the empty elevator shaft oh Great, great, and die, and now they're ghosts. Whoopsie oh, good. I bet you know what? I bet they're real happy. I bet they like <laughs> sing and dance and play games. So happy with their violent, violent death. Um, when did bliss so, turn deadly this weekend? As two idiots fell down a st- uh, yeah. elevator shaft. Um. So they say that both the ghosts of Emily May and Emma still haunt the third floor. That's probably why most of the like ghosty stuff that happens in um, the hotel room happens on the third floor. Which is between one and five. Which is in the middle of one yeah. and five. Yeah. Um, so they say that there's a mirror that's placed at the end of the hallway. Uh, and a sometimes what? Mirror? People, yeah, you mirror, said mirror. A mirror. Good. Mirror, a mirror. Thank you. Sorry, I mispronounced it. It's yeah. a mirror. Mirror. It's placed at the end of the hallway. And uh, people will see a woman in a long black dress standing in the mirror. Oh. And then she like puts her hand out as if she's like like beckoning, like, like come hold my hand. Oh, oh God. Uh, and then as you get closer to the mirror, she disappears. Great, great. So they think that's the ghost of Emily May. Maybe Emily May is also the one like fucking with shit in your hotel room. I thought uh, she's going to be leading people to the elevator shafts and pushing them. <laughs> come out. to the elevator. Come. It's great. It's a really fast way down. Trust me. 
<laughs> this chamber has no windows and, and no, no doors. <laughs> um, but you also will sometimes see the ghost of young Emma. So apparently you see her mostly at nighttime. And uh, you don't see is a misnomer. You mostly hear her because people will complain about a child running up and down the hallway of the third floor in the middle of the night. Great. Giggling and laughing to herself. Great. Great. You know, damn it. She's having fun. You know, at least she's not like sobbing or you get their screams. You know, like some of the ghosts where all you hear is like they're as they're falling. Oh, as they're falling. Yeah. Yeah. The Doppler ghost. Right. She's not one of those. Well, that's good. Has Zach Baggins tried to throw play ball with her? I don't know. Or tried to fuck Emily May. I don't know. I did not look into it. (laughs) I would not be surprised. Because he would do the both on one day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, so that is the story of the Windsor Hotel in America's Georgia. I like it. I like it very much. I'm very pleased that you done told me about it. We're going to... As a southern gentleman. (laughs) We're going to take a little break for some sweet tea. And when we come back, there's going to be more Georgia stories. Why, hello, everyone. This is Robert Zachariah Abernathy the 14th, and I'm just putting down my mint julep to tell you about the Booze and Brews podcast. Hey, why don't you head on over to boozebrewspodcast at gmail.com? That might be an address or email. I'm not sure. I'm Southern. Anyway, you should send them emails about what shows we should do in the future. If you want. You don't have to, though. Hey, also, we'd like to thank both Beer with Buffy and Giggle Fiend for their kind reviews. Hey, if you want to submit a review, Please go to iTunes and submit a review. Five stars. Say nice things. That would be just lovely. Hey, also, if you'd like to support the show financially in a financial fashion, please head to patreon.com slash boozeandbrews where there are show sketches and audio episodes and video episodes to just delight you. And also, we have a bunch of fabulous social media websites. We have a Twitter at Booze and Brews. We have an Instagram at Booze and Brews Podcast. And we also have a Facebook. What's that address now? That is Booze and Brews. Fabulous. Well, just let's get back to the show, shall we? Okay. I'm Abernathy the 14th as well. I'm Mrs. Robert It's Zachariah. a family name. It's, it's quite a long line of Abernathy's. We go back to the revolution. Wow. And it's even before. Not, it's actually not that long. We just don't live very long, but we <laughs> yeah. do like to fuck. <laughs> We have children at the age we, of 13. We're horny as fuck, but we die at 15. We're like babies having babies. We're like feral kittens. We got two or three litters every year. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, that that's actually it. You're like a George Foreman where he just names all of his children George. All of them are George. Yeah. yeah. So, There's only been one generation. But there were 14 of us. And so I am Robert babies. the 14th. In the south. Because <laughs> I'm southern. Because I'm southern. Yeah. Uh, so, for my haunted Georgia, welcome back. Hello. I'm going to tell you about the most Georgia thing ever. What is it? The pirate's house. <laughs> oh, it's a house of pirates. Georgia this is lousy with pirates. They this were. This a house yeah. of learned pirates. That's right. A house of learned pirates. This is a house of learned pirates. They all wear monocles. I wondered why with- that joke wasn't landing. I was like, that's funny. He didn't hear it. That's why. He's dying he now. He doesn't listen to me. He doesn't listen to me. No. I don't listen to anyone. Myself included. I'm funny. Listen. <laughs> she has humor. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing 70, at your fucking joke, you asshole. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm 70% memories, 30% humor. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Pirate doctors. Dr. Pirate. Doctor. Yeah, Dr. Pirate. Arr. Arr. So, the pirates. They're like sailing the seven seas and like hijacking ships to cure people scurvy. Yes. Like, exactly. Of like, all he knows how to do is cure scurvy. You're like, my leg is broken. Have an orange. <laughs> no, he, perform- he performs amputations, puts on hooks and pegs, and gives you limes. <laughs> Yes, that's it. Have you tried putting rats in the bill in the bottom of the boat? Yeah. <laughs> and then steals your treasures. And you're like, dude, I have smallpox. And he's like, have a lime. Eat limes. <laughs> have you tried a lime? So what the- about a kumquat? <laughs> Rub some of this citrus on your filthy open sores. Oh God. <laughs> so the pirate's house. Uh, no surprise is a pirate themed restaurant. Oh my god! It's oh my god! It's even there! Oh my god, let's go. Once the world stops ending, let's go. I mean, we could in theory go now. Uh so yes. Uh, no, we could not in theory. No, go we now. will not go. Uh is a pirate themed restaurant and bar located in downtown Savannah. Oh, Savannah. Savannah. Uh, part of the building dates back to 1734, making this oh, restaurant the oldest standing building in all of Georgia. <laughs> like, the oldest continually operating restaurant in restaurant, Savannah. Uh, the pirate oldest North consi- side continually of the operating pirate-themed pirate restaurant in Georgia. In all of Georgia. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's that. Uh, so the town of Savannah was founded by General James Oglethorpe and a bunch of, of other... It was. Yeah, and a bunch of other English colonists in 1733, shortly after arriving. <laughs> and, they, and they opened a themed pirate restaurant. Immediately. No, we get to the pirate theme a little bit later. It was not always a continuously operating pirate Okay, so it wasn't restaurant. like the first Thanksgiving was held at a pirate themed restaurant. No, sadly it wasn't. But it was a restaurant <laughs> that was um, frequented by this pirates. There's a little known <laughs> fact that Squanto was a pirate. Was actually a pirate. <laughs> when he wasn't burying fish, he was hunting s- ships on the seven seas. He was curing people scurvy with uh, limes and yeah. oranges. Yeah. He was also weirdly dancing marionettes off of the beat of the music. Yes, so, so shortly after arriving, General Oglethorpe established a 10-acre, quote, public agricultural garden. Oh, uh, my God, he made a public garden. He did, where botanists uh, went and experimented with various plants from across the world to see what would grow in Georgia. Okay. So kind of okay. smart. Uh, they were hoping for uh, wine and silk, but had to settle instead for peaches and cotton. Did you say wine? Wine. They were, were going to try to grow grapes. grapes. Yeah. Okay. No, they like, were trying I to grow wine bottles from the ground like carrots. <laughs> this is a wildly misguided effort right now. I don't understand why they're not growing bottles. I put the bottle in the ground. I, I watered it with my urine. <laughs> you got to get those nitrates. <laughs> from my 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 urine nitrates. Um, but no, so they settled for cotton and peaches. All right. Um, and so what does any of this have to do with pirates? Well, um, pirates love cotton and peaches. No, uh, Savannah is a grow was at that time a growing seaport town. And as such, there would be a lot of boats that would come and dock and stay there. So they needed a place for an inn and tavern. So booze and food. I'm That's, into it. I love both of those things. I'm yeah. starving, by the way. <laughs> No. Start gnawing on your arm. Per oh. usual, I'm starving. Yeah. So let me talk to you about all of the food at this restaurant. Talk I'm, to oh me, my baby God, girl. Tell me about it. That's a dick thing. No. So the folks who would frequent the inn and tavern. So what they did was the town. Uh, they got rid of the garden because once they realized, okay, 
peaches grow very well here cotton grows very well here that's going to be our agricultural they were like we get it we can't grow wine move on Mo- we're moving on no silk uh-huh. we're not going to be that fancy we're just going to sell you know yeah food cotton is like Fruit. the poor man's silk it really is it really is and it's the fabric of our lives <laughs> I was getting there and I was like, I couldn't fucking think of it. I was like, fuck, what is their slogan? You're like, what is the cotton tagline right I need now? the cotton tagline. Um, Got cotton? cotton. That, that's it. Built on Sorry. the back of slaves. Yes, yes, that whole area. That didn't, was, that didn't focus group well, that one. No, no, It no, went no. with fabric of our lives instead. Yes. <laughs> I, I love that some asshole in like a marketing committee was like, what about the slave angle, though? <laughs> Have no. we tested well, like, that? Like, I know it's really sad and everything, but like, what if we just leaned into it? Yeah. yeah. And just admit it. Yeah, that, you know, enslaved... Black people is what really grew cotton. Huh? Anybody? Remember that thing we did that was terrible? <laughs> Buy jeans. Buy jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good at advertising. You really are. It's like, I don't know why I left marketing. I don't know so why long. you did too. I'm so guy of a gift. Oh my. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. <laughs> um, no. So what they did was they took the 10 acre garden, they converted it and they started building a apartments and houses and they built okay. an inn and tavern for the growing uh number of two tu- not tourists but s- sea boys uh-huh uh semen yes semen <laughs> baggins semen and he kept repeating it semen semen <laughs> semen <laughs> semen but anyway credibility <laughs> <laughs> so the folk who would frequent the inn and tavern were usually sailor types criminals and other icky people so it okay. wasn't well frequented amongst the normal uh, the regular amongst folk normies the normal folk the, right. the regulars um including pirates that's right um, kiddos pirates used to stay and drink and eat at this inn and tavern so this is like a dive bar actually full of pirates full of pirates yeah oh my god i love that yes yeah. I love um, that journey for me. Yeah, it's a good journey. And once I the, love it. And once the pirates discovered the rum tunnel that ran from underneath the tavern to the Savannah River, they used that to their advantage. And similar to the Shanghai tunnels in Portland, the French and English pirates that would uh, come to Savannah would drug and kidnap local men and take them through the rum tunnels to their awaiting ships on the Savannah River. I like how Portland's tunnels are racist. Yes. And Savannah's tunnels are drunk. They're just drunk. Like yeah, the Shanghai rum. versus rum tunnels, rum. you know? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. We, I see what you were doing, Portland. It says a lot there. It yeah. says a lot about the Port- constituency of those cities. <laughs> you claim to be so so liberal, Portland. Change the name. Where, where are your progressive values now, Shanghai tunnels? Mm. <laughs> These tunnels are not woke. <laughs> They're, they're significantly unwoke. They're These are unwoke tunnels. They're, they're sleepy. sleepy tunnels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Same sleepy tunnel joke. Um, yes. So they would kidnap them, take them to the local ships. And the tavern owner was fine with this because the pirates would pay him between 12 and $14 per sailor. 
That's Which actually feels like a lot of money in the I, 1700s. I, unlike you, did the conversion. How dare you? That's very <laughs> wow. true. And that's about 500 bucks uh, a sailor. Wow. That's a lot. That's pretty yeah. good. So they were just be like, yeah, drug him. He's, I don't know who he is. It's fine. Did you compare that to current human trafficking rates to see if that was competitive? Oh, you know, Jesus I didn't, didn't do so that. you didn't do all the research. So I did 60% of the research. <laughs> you didn't go into the year yourself. 70% memory. No. You didn't go into the dark web to find out how much it cost no, to buy no, a person No, no, no. I didn't need to know Jeffrey Epstein. I didn't need to know that angle of yeah. it. I mean, he's selling expensive people. I think you could buy cheaper people. Yeah. Well, children are cheaper people. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I know. I think that's actually the opposite. I think drunken white men are the cheapest people. Yeah, you're probably There's a lot right. of them around. There is a lot of them about. <laughs> They're pretty easy to get hold of. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the most uh, famous legend of the of the uh, rum tunnels uh, mm-hmm. is that of a police officer who uh, went to the bar for a drink after work. And well, he's got to know it's like full of pirates you know, and other unsavory skirt. sort of. Yeah. You know, the sea types. Right. Uh, there's a lot of there was a lot of drunken bar fights. In this, because what happens when you get sailors drinking? They apparently like to stab. I would love to go to this bar and just watch them do a stab. Right? Why not? It's I don't want to be stabbed. I just want to watch them do the stab. Okay. I feel like that's this a weird kink. This is revealing kink, a lot okay. about me as the person. Yeah, I was like, no, this is your weird kink. And I, really I mean, you're my best my friend heart. and I love you, but okay. No kink really shaming. Ti- no kink <laughs> shaming on booze and brews now. <sighs> okay, okay. I'm really tired of my apartment, you guys. <laughs> I want to see it splattered in blood. Just not just, my own. <laughs> I just, you know, longing for any sort of human connection, even if it's covered in blood. I want to feel the, the human. Warmth. Can, I want to be connected to another man by a sword. I, I want to feel, feel the warmth of again his by blood. watching someone die. Yeah, no, the warmth of his blood dripping on me will bring me yeah, comfort. Will warm my cold dead heart. Yes, yes. You do need to get a little uh, vacation. <laughs> Um, yes, but uh, the police officer like went to the bar for a drink after work and woke up on a boat heading to China. Uh, That's and so it, funny. And it would take so him... So they were selling people away to China as well because I thought yes. maybe the pirates are like, hey, now you work on my boat as a pirate. Uh, most of them were... A lot of it was that, like, hey, you're now on my boat as a pirate, but they would send it to China. And it took this police officer two years to get home. I believe it. Yep. Because you first you got to get to China from Georgia. That's a real long way. That's and one then, year. And, and then, then you had to get on the other boat and go back. back. That's another year. Well, and you got to earn enough money for the boat back. Yep. You don't, it's not like they left the money in your pockets. Right. They're not paying you anything. Plus, it's not like you had China money in your pockets. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's nearly impossible. It's like getting signed up for a, an asylum that takes two signatures, but eight to get out. Exactly. Don't become a pirate, man. Unless the it's pirate's life pretty- is for you. It's a pretty Yo-ho. good scam. This Yo-ho. like stealing people and putting them on a boat. It like, really is. It's it's there's a lot of upside you because know? you think about it. It's like, well, what are you gonna do? Uh, you, I kill you if you don't work for me. So it's like, like do you want to die or do you want to try to come home in a couple years? Yeah, like worst case scenario, you have to kill them or they kill themselves, and then just go steal another person. Right, and it's only it's twelve bucks. Feeling like a like a a good business model. <laughs> Maybe the Windsor Hotel should have adopted this business model. Yeah, I know. They wouldn't have been jumped in 10 years. And they wouldn't Spend have Spend all their goddamn money on fucking silverware. Should have been stealing people. There's <laughs> they, tunnels just over in, in Savannah. Savannah. Can't be that far. Georgia's not that big a state. Yeah. Just go steal tunnel people. 
Yep. Rum um, tunnel people, by the, the way. Tunnel people. So the Inn and Tavern is also believed to have inspired Robert Louis Stevenson to write Treasure Island. Oh, fun. Um, the Pirate's House is mentioned in the book, and that's where the name of the bar and restaurant comes from. And uh, even they even have early edition pages from Treasure Island hanging up in the restaurant. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because I, I guess mean, there's they a probably just bought those, but that's still cool. Oh yeah, I mean they bought. Uh, they can't be cheap. Early edition versions of Treasure Island. Yeah, sure. Uh, but I guess yeah, Captain Flint was. Um, he was based on one of the pirates that Robert Louis Stevenson had met at this inn and tavern and that stole that policeman and sent. And that's him why to he was drunk on rum all the time because of the rum tunnels that. Underneath, I see how we got there. Did you get there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all we're all there. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, we're cool, all cool. there. Cool, cool, cool. Um, in 1945. So now we have skipped hundreds. We've, ju- we've jumped a bunch. We've jumped. We have a bunch. jumped big time. Hundreds of years. Uh, the whole area was um, set to be demolished by the Savannah Gas Company. Oh my God! Are they going to build a parking lot? Then <laughs> probably. And for all the new cars. Um, but the wife of gas company president, Mary Hiller, convinced the company that the area was worth saving and renovating. And so they did. And by 1953, the inn was sold and the first pirate's house uh, was opened as a tea room. Oh, my God. How cute is that? <laughs> pirates long known for their love, love of tea, tea rooms. and cucumber sandwiches. Yes. Pirates These, love cream cheese. They love That's cream what they cheese. don't like telling you about Georgian pirates. They were dainty. <laughs> so fancy. They the were dainty. so We're the daintiest pirates on the seven seas. Look at my lace. I have a la- I- French cuffs with lace. I'm a pirate with a cravat. Yeah. <laughs> fancy. Fancy, fancy. Um, and today, the uh, restaurant has 23 dining rooms. And Holy shit, that's Christ. a lot of dining rooms. Yeah, it's a big restaurant and is uh, one of the most popular tourist attractions in Savannah. And um, because it's Georgia, it is open today for service. So you can have the honey pecan fried chicken with a side of COVID-19. Uh, I would love that without the side. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I get I'm it. i skip the side. Do you, can yeah. I like sub in coleslaw or something? Nope. No. Nope, okay. no other sides. It, only no diseases. No substitution. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> no substitution says right here on the menu. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, so we're just going to have to wait. Um, so you can imagine with all of the fighting and drunken pirate shenanigans that there are bound to be some ghosts. Oh my gosh, are they pirate ghosts? They are pirate ghosts. Yay! Um, the, one of the ghosts is known to haunt the kitchen area. One evening, one of the chefs was working alone. It's the alone. ghost of a scullery maid. Yar! He goes, I don't like the way that you're chopping that duck. That's not how I'd make pecan chicken. No, I would do it this way. No, he wouldn't do that. Uh, it's pronounced pecan. Not pecan. What the fuck is wrong with you? And then he stabs you. Um, no. There's <laughs> so I get to watch him do a stab. <laughs> Checks this, off this, all this of thing the boxes. Is, yeah, taking all the fucking boxes for you right now. It's really coming together for me, guys. <laughs> I'm really excited to go it's to really Georgia at me. some point in the future. Um, no, so one evening, one of the chefs was in the kitchen working alone. And as he was doing his chef thing, he noticed a man in 19th century sailor slash pirate gear just walk by him and through the door. Oh, shit. Um, without opening it. And apparently, as this sea boy... Uh, has uh, quite the sourpuss. So he was just like mean mugging the chef as he's like walking through the kitchen and through the door. 
Um, he's a grumpy ghost. Yeah, he likes to give the the ghost in there is very grumpy, and he gives people the stink eye probably because you are not making the honey pecan chicken the right way. I I get it. I get it. I mean, look, I, if you burn it, it's ruined. It's just it's there's no saving any of it. You might as well just burn your whole house down. Yeah. Yeah. Just kill yourself and die. Become yep. a ghost. Yeah. Learn how to make fucking chicken. And then stab a man with a sword. Yeah, and done. Put, so Vanessa can watch him bleed. It's the circle of life. Put a lime up your ass to cure the dysentery. Done. Put a lime up your ass to, to cure the sword punch. Sword Weapon, punch. The sword Stab. punch? The sword <laughs> punching. That's I a new Olympic sport. Sword. sword punching. I'd watch it. Uh, in the upstairs area, which is now used primarily for storage, because the upstairs, it used to be the tavern was downstairs and the inn was upstairs so okay. in the uh upstairs area the there's a coffee pot i guess just one of those like hey here's our little coffee machine oh, that's it's like broken. a break room so we just thing. have it up there um the coffee pot does frequently like to lift itself up and throw itself against a wall oh my god it's so fucking over everything over everything <laughs> i like to imagine like, the ghosts Done. are still like taking the fights that they started downstairs that they're taking them upstairs. And they're incorporating well. new technology with and coffee they, Hell yeah. They really these, are. These motherfuckers go through a lot of carafes. It, it, yes. Uh, there is... <laughs> um, <laughs> no, there's a story, I guess there was there were three sailors or three pirate. Well, one pirate, two sailors who got into a knife fight upstairs in that area and died. Wait, what was the three? T- uh, that sounds like a weird porn where like they're one, shitting one in each pirate, other's mouths. Two, and, one pirate, two sailors yeah, in a knife they're, fight. They're like putting each other like parrots I, in each other's asses. Yeah, I thought it sounded like a math question. Like if one pirate, two sailors and a knife go into a, you know, go into a room. How many uh, coffee pots are broken? Traveling at 50 miles per hour yeah. and two pirates, one sailor and three knives. Yeah. Leave Poughkeepsie at four o'clock traveling at 60 miles per hour. How many coffee when pots? When do they get to Tuscaloosa? Who, yeah. who gets stabbed by a sword? <laughs> who, who gets Punch. sword punched? Who gets sword, sword punched? punched? So uh, it, it seems that people uh, believe it might be the ghosts of those three gentle people that are upstairs having a fight still to this day. Um, and also people will hear laughter and talking coming from the rooms that are upstairs that are no longer used. So still also carrying on their piratey They're good just time. hanging out. Yeah, man. They're having a house party. Yes. Well, wouldn't you? I mean, you're a pirate. And uh, fuck yeah. And I'm dead. So it's like you can just don't have man. What freedom! Yeah, plus, plus, I'm already dead. I can't catch COVID. I'm definitely having a party. Yeah, and I'm gonna fucking sword punch some people. I'm gonna sword punch the shit yeah. out of that coffee pot. <laughs> uh, there are also uh, ghosts that will manifest themselves in the dining room um, after the so rest- in the downstairs part. In the downstairs part, yeah. Okay. So one night after the restaurant had closed back in the 1950s, the night manager noticed a strange looking man sitting alone in one of the closed dining rooms. And that it was, man is strange looking. Yeah, well, because he was like a pirate. Like he saw the man and he had like a face scar. Like he had gotten oh knife or uh, sword punched. In As the a face. man with a face scar, I don't appreciate the implication that we are all fucking pirates. Okay. Okay, you don't have a pirate face scar, to be clear. No, you don't. You don't even. You don't have an, a sword punch face scar. That is not what that is. I just don't appreciate it. That's all. It feels very reductive. Noted, Bob. I've noted. Feels it. reductive. It very reductive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna write a letter to my congressman about it. Yeah, you tell Brad Sherman that yeah. I have Dear upset Brad you. Sherman, somebody was saying things about face scars, but I have one and I'm not a pirate. <laughs> Fix it! Fix it! 
Okay, yours, no. yours truly, Bob. <laughs> I would love to see what response comes back from that. Actually, You'd be like, well, normally I'm used to getting people sending me letters about how to fix COVID. I've never had yeah. anybody uh, about. This one feels addressable, though. <laughs> P.S. Resign. <laughs> um. But yeah, so apparently he had to do like a double take where he kind of goes and he sees a man with a face scar, kind of pirate looking. He doubles back, ghost is gone. Oh. Yes. Spooky. Spooky. But I bet he wish he took a better look at that face scar. Really? Just stare. Just if you guys, if you find someone with a face scar, just stare at it. Just stare at it. Get real close. Breathe on them heavily. Just just touch it. Don't ask permission. Just touch it. And then don't don't ask them. J- just go, man. Your face is fucked up. Yeah, come here. Let me touch you your face. Gross. <laughs> no, you are gross. Bob, bring your face over here. A, no, ha- you should tell them they have a face scar because they probably don't know. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Did and you know you have a scar in your face? It's gross and you're weird. That scar is like completely killed one of your eyes and it's falling out of your face. Mm-hmm. Were you aware of that? Did you know? Have you ever kissed a girl? Well, if you and don't- or boy. And or both or neither. And or both. And I bet not gross face scar having person. But the most activity, uh, (laughs) but the most of the, uh, sorry, it occurs around the secret. I had a stroke there. The rum tunnels. Oh, in my rum tunnels. Yes. uh, Employees will hear. I'm sorry. They're mine now. I've taken it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. You can have them. It Uh, just felt right. So tuna tunnels. uh, People will hear. Gross. <laughs> I will gross myself on that. That was so unnecessary. <laughs> the tuna tunnel. That's <laughs> That's episode two. <laughs> First is your quadrants. Your pleasure quadrants. Pleasure quadrants and the tuna tunnel. <laughs> Someone on Twitter this week asked me if I tasted good. I was like, I'm fucking delicious. <laughs> Oh, oh my God. man. So employees will hear voices coming from inside the tunnels, even though they're no longer used to this day. Um, but one of the, but one young tunnel spelunker, a man after Tuna's heart, um, got quite the uh, ghost show one I day. I do love a, a tool of a man who's willing to spelunk in a Tuna tunnel. In a tuna. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. I just embrace the job. Just, yeah, hey, man. Just now, now you've been grossed out by it, but used- now you have to just own it. I know they haven't been used in a while, guys. There's a pandemic going on, okay? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ. Melly's drinking all of her water. (laughs) Yup. So, as this man was spelunking Tuna's tunnel, uh, he was, uh, he tripped over what he thought was a rock. You have rocks. Wait, no, it gets better. He tripped over the thick underbrush. He He tripped over a man in a boat. (laughs) No, hang out with that guy. He's fine. And then he just moved on because, of course, he did. No, he tripped over what he thought was a rock. But as he did some digging, it turned out it was a human skull. Oh, Oh, Jesus. Um, And but you know what? Undeterred. He was like, yep, that's a human skull. But. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep diving deeper into oh, this tuna tunnel. I would date this guy. Yeah. yeah. So he uh, kept exploring. And wait, did you say I would date this guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just talking. Let's keep going. He is task oriented. I'm here for. <laughs> he 
is undeterred from I, from getting. I, I like a guy that doesn't scare easy. No, just gets right to the back. <laughs> I need a man that has seen some shit. <laughs> the faraway stare. <laughs> I'm a lot. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he he did stop his splorin. He did when he got to a pile of rubble in the middle of the tunnel. Okay. Yep. Um so there was a wall that kind of blocked him from making it all the way to the river that it was impenetrable. Okay? Okay. Um so as he approached the pile of rocks, he heard a group of men or a group of people come up from behind him. So he pressed himself up against the wall as five men all dressed as pirates, walked past him and through the pile of rubble. Oh, creepy. And that accomplished more than the skull, and he turned and skedaddled out of there. So he's being followed by a group of pirate ghosts. Yeah. Taking probably somebody to the to their waiting ship on the Savannah somebody River. Somebody just shanghaied. They, somebody who just got shanghaied. Somebody just run, rum tunneled. Yeah, got run rummed. Rum run. Rum rand. Rum rand. But anyway, that is the story of the Pirates House restaurant. That's so cool. <laughs> it's cool that they are pirate ghosts. Yeah. yeah. It would have been a bit of a letdown if it had been like, and this woman died here. And she <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm glad they're actual pirates. I'm I also think- glad that we got to drink this peach Berliner Weiss yeah. from yes. the dudes. My dudes, listen to us talk about this beer from the dudes. It's very it good. It's good. It's not as sour no. as I would expect from a Berliner no. It has. It's maybe mildly tart, I yeah. would say. I would say that. I it's think good. that's fair. The, the peach is a really nice pairing with it, I think, mm-hmm. flavor profile-wise. I don't know that it's my favorite Berliner Weiss. It's totally a good one, though. Like... I appreciate that it's 4.5%. This feels like a porch pounder with a ton of flavor. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it that. You have to let it open up just a bit you in do. your glass. It's cold. It tastes a little watered down. Yeah. yeah. Do you have to let it open? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out if I like, the, like I don't, I don't want to shit on the dudes because I, I've been a big fan of theirs, but like I'm trying to figure out if this one's better or if the stone one is better. Mm. Um Pro, flavor pro, profile wise because I seem to recall the stone one like really kind of packing a punch flavor wise but this is still very very good I want to say that one was a little <laughs> bit more tart as maybe well maybe that's what it is yeah because a lot of people I find when you make because I love a Berliner Weiss yeah and the this more, is your jam yeah the more tart the more sour it is the more I like it and I think a lot of people don't lean into that as much just because it is such a um, kind of polarizing sort of flavor it's a big flavor it yeah. is, um, but it's, but it's, it's this still is really still excellent. Very good because yeah. it's not overly sweet, and when it opens up, you definitely get more of the peach smell and taste. Yeah, and um, you can crush like a thousand of them, and yeah. you can still have a great afternoon. Yeah, four yeah. and a half. I do appreciate. I I was worried it was going to be a little too sweet, even as a Berliner Weiss, just because of that peachiness of it. Mm-hmm. But they really do manage to bring in the peach flavor, but it's just the tart aspect of it. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not they, getting like a lip glossiness to it, like or like no. a phony peach anything. Right, it's just and very it's, good. It's surprisingly warm in Los Angeles uh, today, and this is a delightful beer for a hot afternoon. It really is. <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, so if you have your own pool, go out there. But if you have a shared pool, fucking don't do it. And you have some place. Do it. Are you living someplace that'll that'll uh, ship you the dudes? You should get it. Get it's it. good. So this is the point of the show where I get to pick a winner. I love Floyd and everything, but a fucking pirate restaurant. I mean, what am I supposed to do, people? <laughs> Melissa wins. Yeah, I got it, man. There's pirates. There's pirates. There's pirate ghosts. There's tunnels full of tuna. It's incredible. It really is. 
just think just your vagina won this episode, Vanessa. Just to be clear, the tunnels themselves are not full of tuna. Oh, yeah? They're no. made of tuna. I had a very different uh, image in my head. <laughs> just just clarify. Just going to clarify. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> but yes, thank you. Oh my gosh, for you listening. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in this <laughs> The last 10 minutes of this was insanity. Yep. But oh, thank you for you sticking would, around. Oh, you loved every second of it. Um, That's why next, you're fans of our show. Next week, we have the last beer from the dudes. Yes. And then we're going to move on to your new brewery. So <coughs> don't oh die. Come on back. So come back next week if I don't die before then. Yeah. Come back next week. There'll be more booze. And more bros. And until then, cheers. Cheers. Ooh delicate.